My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly builder's call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. Today's training. I know I say this every week, but we always have new people on the call every week. And just to, just to kind of give you a heads up how I choose the training that I'm doing. I'm looking at, uh, I have a lot of individual conversations throughout the week. And uh, <clears throat> I know that when I have three, four, five uh, of the same conversations in a week, <laughs> I know it's time to use that topic on a builder's call. That's my number one way. Sometimes it's just something on me that I just, oh, I, I learned something recently and I just want to pass it on as soon as I can or I just read a book or listened to a podcast or something. I'm digesting that information. I want to share that with you. Um, sometimes that's the case on Builder's Call. My number one way of uh, deciding training on Builder's Call is looking at the themes that happened the last week. And last week's themes, I had four or five people I had this conversation with. Maybe you're on the call today and you get to hear it again. Maybe it sinks in a little bit more. But when I have four or five individual conversations, I know that there's 20 other people that need to hear that conversation. We're just not having it. Uh, and so that's, that's uh, one of the real determining factors. So you guys who have individual conversations with me on a regular basis, thank you uh, for serving the team in that regard because the conversation that we're having, other people are going to benefit from it. And so today's topic is five signs you got a guy. I got a guy, Fitz. Really? <laughs> I've said those same words, and then the next week, that guy disappeared on me. I have literally hired somebody, been at their house, and, and, and done the, the contracting paperwork, and I scheduled the next day to come back to their house to uh, go over phone scripts and start the training processes in the early days. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I get back to their house. The windows are boarded up. They're gone, disappeared. I thought that was my guy. Uh, guy being a non-gender specific term, of course. I got one, Fitz. I got me one. This one's going to be great. We all have thought it as builders. Sometimes we're right. Most of the time we're wrong. And what I want to share with you today is the five signs that help you understand when you, in fact, have a guy. Again, non-gender specific term guy is. Okay. Who are you looking for? That is my friend, John Maxwell. Uh, John is, uh, is one of the foremost authorities on leadership. The world recognizes him uh, as the foremost authority of leadership. I, 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 uh, I have a friend, a couple of friends that are really close with the Ziegler family. And I know for a fact that uh, a lot of the motivational speakers out there in the world that are on the speaking circuit always saw Zig Ziegler as number one. And, and, and not to sound weird about it, but all of them were waiting on him to pass so somebody else could be number one. That's how far out in front they thought Zig Ziegler was. John Maxwell is that way when it comes to leadership. And uh, the books, he's got over 80 books currently in print which is insane. It's not that he's written over 80 books. He's written more than that, but over 80 books currently being printed and out there in the marketplace to purchase. Um, I've learned so much from this man, both from reading his books and from uh, knowing him individually and personally. Uh, and one of the stories that makes me laugh about John Maxwell, he tells a story of uh, showing up at an airport. And he, it's interesting that when he shows up at, at, at the airport and somebody is there to pick him up and they're holding a sign that says John Maxwell. <laughs> he just chuckles 
and he knows they haven't read any of his books because every one of his books has his picture in there. So if you're looking for John Maxwell, it's easier to find if you have the John Maxwell picture right in front of you. He said he's literally walked up to people at the airport who had a John Maxwell sign, but then also had the book in the other hand looking for him, had the picture looking for him. He's much happier when he finds that person waiting for him at the airport. John's point is, if you're looking for an eagle, it's easier to find the eagles if you know what an eagle looks like. Otherwise, you may mistake a duck for an eagle, and ducks just aren't eagles. They're just not the same creature. They're birds, but they're very different birds. And so this uh, Five Signs You Got a Guy is inspired. This is not from one of John's books, uh, but it is inspired by John. And my hope today in talking about the Five Signs is to give you a picture of what you're looking for. Uh, we have talked about, you know, when you're uh, putting together a list and you're trying to qualify people as, as bell curve or not bell curve, we've talked about those six pointers. That's another training. That's not this. This is once you bring somebody on board, what are the signs that this is going to be your guy? This is going to be finally the one that you're looking for. Okay. So your guy. Now, what I'm going to do, if you're an anal note taker <laughs> like myself, I'm going to list out the five signs and then we're going to go into each one and dive deep. So if you're writing down these five, waiting for the next notes, then you got to go back in and fill them in. Also, we're not going to do that. Uh, just I'm going to list out the five. So I will go through each one of these on a deeper dive. But your guy listens. Number two, your guy works. Number one is listen. Number two, your guy works. Number three sign, your guy gets results. Number four, your guy stays humble. Number five, your guy handles negative. So these are the five signs I'm telling you the, the end of the book ahead of time. <laughs> now we're going to dive down into each one of these five and take a, a little, little deeper dive there. So number one, listens. The first sign you got a guy is he listens. Uh, your, your guy per, uh, participates in group education opportunities. Subject matter specific calls, builders call, TFG hotspot, et cetera. Okay, your guy participates in group education opportunities. If, if there's a, a product call on a Thursday, your guy is going to listen to that. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's challenging to me when uh, we have a product call on a Thursday and uh, somebody asks me on Friday how a certain product works that was just covered on the product call on Thursday. That's a sign that you're not the guy. Now, by the way, as we're going through this, we're talking about your guy, but I'm looking at my guy. Who's my guy? <laughs> maybe you or maybe not be you. So as you're going through it, think about this. Do you participate in group education opportunities? Are you in subject matter specific calls? If, if you've been invited to a special uh, leaders call on a Sunday night uh, with Andy or with Fitz or whatever, are you on it or not? Uh, are you on sometimes, but not others? Uh, are you on the builders call, the TFG hotspot? Are, are you, you're on the call right now this morning, but are you on every week or is this a special week that you just happen to be on? Are you on the Tuesday morning call? So your guy is going to participate in group education opportunities. Your guy is going to pursue one-on-one -on -one coaching. Again, take it personally because your guy is your guy, but, but my guy may be you. <laughs> so do you pursue one-on-one -on -one coaching? Not only pursue, but also prepares for that one-on-one -on -one coaching. So that it's, it's, it's two steps here, right? One, you got to, you, your guy is going to schedule one-on-one -on -one conversations or is going to reach out to you via text or via call. Uh, whatever, well, however you prefer to be reached out to, but your guy is going to do that, but doesn't just book time to waste time, but books time with specific things in mind. I know when I have time scheduled with my mentors, I don't go and just sit down and go, 
well, Mr. Mentor, what do you want to talk about today? Because maybe he hits on what I need to talk about or maybe he doesn't, right? But I go with specific questions. I go with specific issues. I go with, I'm dealing with this. How, do you, how would you handle this? I, I go with questions to get the mentor talking. Questions, numbers. You know, it's a big deal. Like uh, I, I've, I've taken my business numbers to mentors of mine outside of my business. And I do that and say, look at these numbers. What do they say to you? Right? A fresh set of eyes. It's not familiar with the industry, not familiar uh, and, and not in my business. But, but, but looking at the numbers, what does that number say to you? I, I do that all the time. Love it. Get great feedback. I've had great revelation because of that. But I, I went prepared. Okay? Your guy also listens with a desire to learn. Not just to learn, but to apply. Listens with a desire to learn. Not just to learn, but to apply. So it, it, it's interesting. You know, some people listen uh, with the, um, ultimately they're, they're listening and they're just waiting for you to pause so they can tell you their story. Uh, and, and, and when I'm having individual conversations with people, I can immediately feel that. And, and actually, I, I'm guilty of it as, as well. I've, I've been there too. When somebody's telling a story, sometimes I find myself just waiting to tell my story. And, and that's, I'm just being honest with you. Uh, that's, you know, <laughs> it's happened to me too. So I'm not casting stones. Uh, and I'm not saying that if somebody is that way, that they're not going to be your guy. But your guy is going to be listening with the desire to learn and to apply what you're saying. I'll say this, in, in conversations that I have with people, training conversations, I'm not, um, I don't expect people to take what I'm saying at gospel, meaning um, I, I don't think it's wise to have only one counselor. I, I think it's wise to have multiple counselors. I think as adults, it's, it's incumbent upon us. It's, it, we're responsible to gather information and like a judge, looking at the information, make a decision, and we're the ones that have to live with it. My mentors don't have to live with my bad decisions. My wife does. My kids do. I do. But my mentors don't. So I take what they're saying and, 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 I, and I, I, I look at it and make a decision for myself. Make a decision for myself. I think that's important. So, uh, but I will say, if, if somebody's coming to me, always asking for advice, and they never, ever take it, ever, and then they hit a wall or jump into a Grand Canyon, and now they come to me asking for help. I'm like, well, bro, you never, ever take my advice. I told you what to do, and now you've got an emergency. This is not my emergency. I, I have uh, less empathy at that point. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, if you never, ever take the advice of somebody who's been there before you, that's not wise at all. Uh, so I'm looking for somebody that's listening with the desire to learn and to apply. All right, let's jump into number two. Number two, five signs you got a guy. Number two is your guy works. Your guy works. And really, in our business, works on both sides of the equation, personal production and building. Now, I, I know that it's very few people equally enjoy both sides. Can I say it that way? Very few people equally enjoy both sides. Some people really do enjoy personal production. It's immediate gratification. You go out there and make a sale and you're going to get paid the next week or two, right? Like it, it should be fairly quickly that you get paid. Uh, and some people really love that immediacy of personal production. I get it. I loved it too. That's why we named our in-home presentation the ATM because it's like going to the bank and pulling out money. 
Some people, on the other hand, really love building and, and don't really spend a lot of time on a personal production. They really love building. They get sucked into that. You've got to make sure you're working both sides of the equation. I, I talk to people all the time who are, who are great personal producers, but they're not spending enough time on building and they're frustrated that they are stuck in personal production. The building isn't going fast enough. We need to spend more time on both sides of the equation. Conversely, I have people on the other end of the spectrum. They only spend their time on building and then complain to me that cash flow isn't quick enough. I'm telling you, you got to work both sides. So your guy works both sides of the equation. Your guy works hard. Works hard. So your guy gets after it. That's what I like to call it. Gets after it, realizing that achievement requires effort. Your guy stays after it, even on days that it doesn't go well. Your guy makes the dials, books the appointments or interviews, just does the work. I mean, I don't want to start naming names, but I'm, there's people right now in my mind that I'm thinking that guy does the work. That guy does the work. I can, I, I mean, those are at the top of my list of gotta guys. Those people who are doing the work gets after it works hard. Some people say, I'm just going to sit back and work smart. Great. When, when, when the Alliance formed, I was number 14 out of 14 agencies. Within a year, I was number five, and within another year, I was number one, and we haven't been down below that since. Here's what I knew when the alliance started. I was not the smartest in the room. I uh, was not the smoothest in the room. I didn't have the best scripts. Uh, I didn't know the products the best. What I knew I had in that room when we started was I could flip and outwork everybody. And I knew that working hard was going to overcome all of those obstacles I had in my life. And it did. Because I worked hard, I got smarter. Because I worked hard, I got smoother. Because I worked hard, my scripts were better. Because I, got, I worked hard, because I worked hard, I learned the products. Because I did that, I got what I was missing. Does that make sense? Work hard. Now, you need to work smart as well. Work hard and work smart. It's not just one or the other. Use tools at your disposal. By no means an exhaustive list, but we've got the activity tracker. It's a spreadsheet that I put together. It combines your weekly activities into a spreadsheet so you can really see the trends of what's going on in your business. If you're not using this, you're missing out on a pretty good tool. 24-hour education. Between the Fitz Group and the Alliance, we've got an information superhighway. There's a ton of education out there available. What most people will make a mistake is they're using, they're, they're learning that information during the middle of the day. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you're working smart, you're, you're working during the middle of the day and you're watching these videos or audios at night. Use a tool at your disposal. Working smart is taking counsel. So many people work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, and then they, they never take counsel. Some people work hard, and they take some counsel, but they don't apply it and they keep just working hard. And, and as a mentor and a coach to, to many of you, it's frustrating when I see somebody working really hard, but not taking advice of people who've been there before you. That's frustrating because I'm like, hey, man, I got a solution to your problem. While you're working hard, maybe you want to implement this solution <laughs> or, or just keep working hard. <laughs> I mean, you can use that axe handle to knock down a tree. It's just going to take you longer. I'm going to sharpen my axe head, knock down that tree in about five minutes and move on to the next thing. So you got to work hard and smart. Your guy works hard and smart and on both sides of the equation. Number three, your guy gets results. 
It's not, it's not enough to work. <laughs> you got, man, they, that, the Cleveland Browns work, but they don't win much. I mean, that's just a, that's, if you're from Cleveland, I'm sorry. But, you know, they're, they're <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking of, you know, like my kids' sports. I see, I see players out there working real hard. They don't score many goals, you know. Like, it's, <laughs> you got to get results if you want to win the game. You can't just work hard and smart. You, you got to score in order to win the game. So, uh, getting results. Personal production. Not only making dials and booking appointments, but also making sales. Not only making dials and booking appointments, but also making sales. You can work really hard and make a million bajillion dials and book a million bajillion appointments. Those are real numbers, but, but, but not make any sales. Well, what's the point? Your guy gets results. Your guy gets referrals on personal production. I love looking at people's activity tracker and I know exactly when they stop in the sales process. It's right after they made the sale because the referrals are a big fat zero. Annuities are a big fat zero. They're not recruiting anybody across the table. They're not getting any green sheets filled out. They're not finding out any 401k or IRA money. They're not making any IUL sales. They're just making that mortgage protection sale. and They're getting the heck out of Dodge. Okay. Well, that can be learned. You can stop doing it wrong. <laughs> right. But your guy is going to get into getting referrals. Your guy is going to get into getting ancillary sales, annuities, IULs, accidental death policies, children's policies, final expense, coming back, covering their parents with life insurance. Your guy is going to get referrals and is going to make three, four, five sales in the house. That's your guy. Fitz, I got a guy. Tell me about his personal production. Well, he's barely making any sales. And when he does, he doesn't get any referrals. Well, have you told him to get referrals? Yes. Well, then he's not your guy. Now, if you haven't told your guy to go get referrals and he's not getting referrals, well, I mean, that's like my kid screws up and breaks the rules, but I never told my kid what the rules were. Can I really be mad at my kid? No, I, they didn't know where the boundaries were. So if your guy, if you're not giving your guy a chance to be your guy by telling him make the referrals, by telling him get the ancillary sales, if you're not doing, but if you don't, if you've told them that and they're not doing it, not your guy. Okay, on the building side, recruits in width. Your guy is able to get recruits on his own. I say his, again, we're, we're, it's non-gender specific. It's, I mean, it's guy, his, I can start switching over and saying her, and then anyway, you get it. Your person, your guy is going to get recruits in width. Your guy is going to be able to start getting list of names and driving depth. Your guy is going to Take the steering wheel. I was told years ago that leadership is not given, it's taken. It's not given, it's taken. I don't just walk around and tap people on the head and say, you're a leader now. That's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> you have to start taking it. Now, when you take it, if your guy is taking responsibility, let him have it. So before Heather and I had kids, we used to say that raising kids wasn't going to be hard. And people would laugh, just wait till you have kids. And I go, well, what's the difference? I mean, I've been raising 50-year-old insurance agents. Surely kids can be easier, should be easier because it's my DNA. I know what I struggle with. And like, I, you know, like they should be easier. It turns out, I think raising kids is easier than raising agents because leadership is leadership. And people say, well, just wait till your kid's a teenager. I'm on the brink of that. And I'm seeing the, the, for, the future of it. But leadership is leadership, right? So one of the, it doesn't matter if you're raising kids or raising agents or running some community center. Leadership is leadership. Are you running a Fortune 500 company? Leadership is leadership. The leadership principles apply. No matter where you, where you are applying them, they will apply. 
Okay. So one of the things that Heather and I did in the early days of building the business, and we have applied it with our children. And now that we have children, maybe it's a better example of how it can apply in this business. But we believe in doing for our agents, for our kids, until they can do for themselves. And then we get out of the way and let them do it. We do for them until they can do for themselves and we get out of the way and let them do it. You know, an, a, a, an example is I, we, don't, we don't help our 12-year-old go to the bathroom. He's got it. Uh, he's, got, he's had it for years now. He knows what he's doing. So we don't keep doing that. We back off. Our 12-year-old can feed himself. So we don't do that anymore. All of our kids can tie their shoes. We don't do that anymore. Same with, the, with, with, uh, with this. You know, if I've got somebody I'm making dials for, and I'm booking appointment interviews for, and I'm, I'm recruiting for them, and suddenly they start doing it too. They want to know how to build a factory, and they want to get their landing page built, and they want to start running ads, and they want to get lists, and they start doing it. I, I, I get out of the way. I let them do it. Now, I'm not going to get out of their group. I'm going to keep working the deepest, most excited part of the organization, but I will get out of the way and let them do it. So the keys to recruiting and with the keys for uh, for your guy to get results in building or for you to get results in building, here's the keys. Excitement, conviction, and expectation. The key to you seeing results on the building side of this business is excitement, conviction, and expectation. Now, excitement is energy level. Excitement is energy level. I, I mean, you're not, Eeyore is not going to recruit a lot of people. Hi, it, that's not going to recruit a lot of people. Excitement is setting yourself on fire for people to come around for miles around to watch you burn. It, it's, I, I was having a conversation this morning and I was told, well, you're just excited about this. You, you're, you're, you're like, yeah, I am. I, I, because I, I'm, I'm excited about this business. Aren't you? Why, why aren't you? Your guy has excitement and is getting results in building because of excitement. Your guy or you, <laughs> conviction, definition here, fixed or firm belief. I, I, you know, it's really hard to move me off of center. I know what I believe. It's really hard to get me believing something else that's not what I believe. Now, what do I, one of the things I really believe, I believe there's no better way in the insurance business to make money than what, doing what we're doing. I'm just convinced. I'm, I'm, I'm solidly sold that what we do is the best thing going in the insurance business. Now, here's the other thing. I also believe the insurance business is the richest, most lucrative industry in the world. And so, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty convinced of that. I'm, I'm solidly on it. And so I think if you're going to try to get rich, the insurance business is the logical place to get rich. And if you're going to be in the insurance business, what we do, I'm solidly sold on it. Well, Fitz, this other company has, yeah, I don't care. Well, this other, I yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have great ideas, but I'm not going to shift and do what another company is doing because another company is doing it. It's kind of like, um, well, I'll take an example. Okay, so I'm married to Heather. We've been married 20 years. We've been together since 1996, uh, dating, and we got married in 98, right? So I'm convinced, I'm convicted, I am fixed and firm on my belief that I'm going to stay married to that woman. Yeah, but this other woman, she cooks better. I don't care. <laughs> this this other woman, she's, she's better at whatever. Oh, I don't care. You see, I don't care because I'm fixed on what I believe. So I, I, that's great. That's great. Hey, somebody, some other man can be very happy. I'm wonderful, happy for them. Wonderful. I'm convicted and convinced and fixed and firm on my belief that this is my wife. There's not another one. That makes sense. Well, if it's, I came from a situation, hey, 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 I'm just talking about me and, and the beliefs I have. I, I understand crazy stuff happens. 
I'm not experiencing that crazy stuff. So I don't, I don't have that uh, experience. Okay. Expectation. Definition for expectation. Looking forward to. If your guy is going to get results on building, if you're going to get results on building, it's, it's not just what's happening now, but it's what's coming in the future that, that is so exciting and is going to get people fired up about coming on board with you. That makes sense. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what's coming this year. I'm excited. I'm already getting text messages from people in the Fitz Group organization, maybe not on this call, but in the Fitz Group organization that January, February, they're already qualifying for agency managers. Ah, I'm excited because I think we're going to break out more agency managers this year, the Fitz Group is, than we ever have before in a year. I'm convinced. And I'm excited with expectation of what's to come. It's not as good now as it's going to be later. Number four, the guy stays humble. Oof, this one's a doozy. Doesn't believe the press clippings. I see this happen. I see it happen. You know, a guy gets recognized on a Tuesday morning call for being a top five producer, then we don't see his production for 10 more weeks because he was top five. He, he, the pat on the back meant everything in the world to him. He's never gotten a pat on the back, and now – we see him on uh, the group chat, you know, extolling his uh, many weeks, days of experience. <laughs> Don't believe the press clippings. It's never as good as you think. It's never as bad as you think. You're never as good as you think. You're never as bad as you think either. Don't believe the press clippings. The clap and cheer, that's wonderful. Use it as encouragement. Don't let it go to your head. Once recognition starts, your guy stays plugged into leadership. Once the recognition starts, your guy stays plugged into leadership. You know it's a problem when somebody starts becoming an island. <laughs> when they start becoming an island, there's a problem. No such thing as a self-made man. No such thing as a self-made man. You know, I, uh, uh, I, the, you see this on the screen, and if you're listening or, or, or listening to this later on, on our podcast, uh, I got a picture up here of a statue of a man chiseling himself out of stone. Maybe you've seen this picture before. Uh, I remember seeing this in a gym one time, and uh, the gym owner, I said, man, your poster's crap. Because it said, uh, self-made man. I said, your, your poster's crap right there. Uh, who made the stone, man? Who made the stone that he's carving himself out of? Who made the stone? I mean, at the very least, somebody had to make the stone. You didn't make the stone and then make yourself out of the stone. So you, you may be a hermit, but it, <laughs> if you know leadership principles, you probably read it somewhere. Or somebody it, it gave you an example of it. I, I know that I'm not where I am today because of me. I am where I am today because of the thousands of years of education that's gone into books and audios into my mentors that have passed it on to me. I'm confident I am where I am today because of people that came before me. No such thing as a self-made man. Here's some extra credit. What got you here won't get you there. If your leadership isn't growing at a fast enough rate, your guy will pursue better leadership. Ow. What got you here won't get you there. If your leadership isn't growing at a fast enough rate, your guy will pursue better leadership. I've had people come to me and say, why is my guy coming to you for advice? Because he's not confident that you know the answer. So stay humble, grow your leadership, and, and when somebody that you've hired goes around you to somebody above you for help, it's okay. It's okay. We're all in this game together. Somebody comes to me in your downline asking for help from me, I'm going to help them make money. You know what happens then? You make money too. You don't need to be the man. I've said this for years. I don't need nor do I want to be the man. I just want to be rich. 
I just want to have a huge business. I just want to have a great family, but I don't need to be the guy. I don't need to be the man. I don't care about all that. <laughs> I want all the other stuff. Number five, handles negative. Your guy handles negative. So to be specific, your guy is going to be somebody that handles negative and eliminates confusion in their own business while not allowing it to deviate the course. So, um, I, I, by the way, you hire somebody day one, I don't expect them to have all these five things, right? But you want to see somebody making progress on the five. You want to see somebody working on the five. Well, Fitz, I, don't, I only had one of those things. I work hard. Well, you don't listen? <laughs> Maybe improve that one. <laughs> well, you're listening today. You're listening to this. There's a plus. You're moving forward. Like, I'm looking for forward progress. I'm not looking. Let's be clear. I'm not looking for the guy who's got it all together day one. You really rarely find them. I feel like I found one that had it all together, made a million dollars our first year with us. <laughs> one of all the people I've hired. Most of us, myself included, still don't have it all together. So I'm looking for progress. I'm looking for growth. Handles negative and eliminates confusion in their own business while not allowing it to deviate the course. Let's, let's be clear. Negative happens when it does deal with it. What do we mean by negative? Well, um, if you're building, you're going to have override charges on leads. You're going to have a, every now and then you got an agent that, that writes business. They get advanced commissions. The policy cancels. They get charged back some of their advances and, and they don't ever pay it back. That's called theft. That person's a thief. If they, if they get paid and it gets charged back and they don't, they don't pay it back, that's called theft, right? That stuff happens. There's no business that operates without a loss. You, it, the accounting term is profit and loss. A P&L report shows you what you made and what you spent, right? There's no just profit report. 100% <laughs> profit. It's impossible. You're not every, it doesn't work that way. There's going to be negative on the accounting statements. There's going to be negative that happens in your life. Deal with everybody's got negative. Everybody's got negative. Yesterday, I was teaching my 12-year-old and his 14-year-old friend how to do it on the basketball court. Oh, my goodness. My moves. My moves. And, uh, I mean, I beat them. They were playing two-on-one. I kept smoking them. Kept smoking them. I was playing in hiking boots, for goodness sakes. I mean, I was dunking on the nine-foot go. Woo! And then, and then I break left, and it felt like somebody took a baseball and just pow, threw it into my calf. So what the heck was that, man? What'd you guys, you kick me? You throw something at me? A baseball right in the calf. That's just rude. I mean, if I'm beating you, be, be mad, but don't hurt me. No, I got a pretty good calf strain going on. It's, I'm doing this talk right now. Just, I keep flinching every now and then when it tweaks on me. Negative happens. You deal with it. You move on. You keep going. You don't stop because something negative happened in your life. Otherwise, just curl up in a corner, go pee on yourself, and quit. That's not in me. It's not in you. Here's some tips to eliminate confusion. Ask for help. And schedule the things you have control over and keep those things the main things. Tips to eliminate confusion. So uh, oftentimes I'll have somebody say, well, I learned this phone script on a, on a, uh, I learned this phone script on the, on, the, on the university side. I learned this phone script on your web. I, I listened to somebody making dials. I learned this phone script. I, there's so many phone scripts, Fitz. I don't know which phone script to do. Well, if your guy is asking, hey, which phone script do I do? Hey, hey there, you got, there's a sign. You got a guy. He's trying to eliminate confusion. He's asking for help. That's wonderful. Some people go, oh, just follow us on the video. Ah, you know, hey, you're a terrible leader. <laughs> That's terrible leadership. 
help them eliminate the confusion. Hey, let's do this. Rather than taking all of this, all of these different phone scripts, let's work on yours because it's ultimately about making it yours. What about making it yours? Ring, ring, hello. You be the agent now. <laughs> let's role play it. Let's get it down. Let's figure it out. Schedule the things you have control over and keep those things the main things. You want to be the guy, or if you're looking for your guy, your guy is somebody who schedules the things they have control over and keeps those things the main things. You have control over dials. You have control over appointments, booking them. You have control over, over uh, keeping your calendar full with interviews and coaching conversations. Keep those things the main things. Well, Fitz, I, I spent the day, I've had people do this. This is how, hey, here, hey, wake up. This guy's not your guy. I'm about to give you an example of not your guy. Yep, I spent the day catching up on all my CE. Yep, I'm, I'm good for another couple of years. I spent all day today working on my continuing education. Not your guy. <laughs> it's not your guy. That's not a main thing, your continuing education. Now, you, need to, you have to do it in order to keep your license, unless you've you know, been licensed in the state of Texas for 20 years. You don't have to do it anymore. But you, you, do, <laughs> you, you do have to do the continuing education, but that's the kind of thing you do at 11 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock at night. You don't, you don't do that at noon. You should be making dials. That's eliminating confusion. You as the leader need to explain to them these things. They as your guy needs to change it and start handling these things. Making sense? Recap the five signs. Number one, listens. Number two, works. Number three, gets results. Number four, stays humble. And number five, handles negative. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.